you have landed on episode 100 of The Substance. Oh, yeah. Where we have yes, aimed and will continue sir. to aim at being biblical, thoughtful, and human. Join us each week as we engage the culture without the culture war. And occasionally, every 100 episodes ago, kind of kind of celebrate. Woo! Let's get yeah. it. What's going on, guys? Episode 100. Man. Man. It's, it's going well. As you can hear... There are three hosts of the substance. Yes. Yep. I'm I'm <laughs> Philip Marinella. <laughs> when we break up the script here, I don't even have it fully in front of me because we've been messing script. around here. It's episode um, 100. Throw out the script. I am your host, listeners, and I'm Philip Marinello, joined by my partners for 100 episodes. Trevor Aiken. So much work. Yeah. What's going on, and, everybody? In nearly 100 episodes, Vincent Edwards. Let's get it. What's Vince, going on? For a while, I remember because you joined us in 2.0. You're like, man, I feel like I haven't been hosting as much as you guys. But like, the fact of the matter is, we did 12 episodes, episodes without, without you. Yeah. True. Episode 100. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing this longer. Than the first iteration, so I'm I'm Buy excited. Just, this just is, a bit, just a bit. This is crazy, man. This is By crazy. Far. Yeah, it's it's so it's exciting. Uh, if you've been rocking with us a long time, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. If you hate listening to the show, okay. We we appreciate you too. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> and came we love back. You too. <laughs> and if you're new here, welcome. Uh, thank whoever shouted out the show to you. We appreciate that. But uh, yeah, this is this is a bit of a special one. We're going to be looking back, looking forward, celebrating some. We're going to hear from some of our past guests throughout. Uh, a number of our past guests sent in recordings, answering a couple of questions here for us that we'll be peppering throughout the show here. And yeah. uh, we're going to have a good time here, guys. It's going to be dope. And I mean, I think it's appropriate what we're doing with the guests since it is, in fact, 2022, the year of the voicemail. So It is. Hey, early yes. so Trev. Tell the listeners about the year of the voicemail. We have had some, yeah. um, but but I don't know if everybody's quite caught on yet. Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is dial the Substance's phone line, 913-703-3883, and then you will get to our voicemail. The phone line will give you a generous three minutes. <laughs> Reaching out to guests to record uh, answers to some questions. It cuts you off at three minutes. Yeah. So. so so keep it concise. Let us know where you're calling from and who you are. And, um, man, one, one group of people I would love to hear from is anyone who has been listening to the show from episode one. I would love to hear from two. Who's gone back? Yeah, I don't know, I mean, we took a year and a half off. Like, if you listened to the first twelve, dug it, and then were amped when we got back on thirteen, like, I'd certainly love to hear from you. I don't know yeah. how many of those folks there are. Yeah, people who listened in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, listen to the entire catalog. We would love to hear from you. That Absolutely. And one feature crazy. that we've actually put on uh, www.thesubstancepod.com is actually a homepage banner, and it says twenty. 22 the year of the voicemail and if you click on that banner it'll immediately go to our phone number so absolutely 100 percent. oh i didn't you, even know that let me open abs- that up yeah nice work, Vince. Get, get right to it and so that, that's why we're paying takes, you the big bucks Ooh, i see it there <laughs> it, so it takes a a, it takes works out of it and just talk to us let us know how how the substance is blessing you that's awesome guys um, so what are we doing first here, Trev? You want to introduce our first little look back segment? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the guests that we were most excited to have on really early on, I mean, we've been excited to get all our guests, but like this was super early. And in fact, I think it was the first season non- one. No. Season the, one, we were was when we first started talking about having this guest oh, on. Correct, correct. The I show. Think you said this is when we had him on. I was like, you edit all the shows. You know yeah, that, that was. No, we okay. didn't have him in, in season one. He was but, one of the first guests we got for season two that wasn't a repeat guest. It was very and, exciting. But we were super excited. One of my favorite uh, podcasts is hosted Same. by this gentleman. Actually, two, I would say, of my favorite podcasts is hosted by... Our good friend Jesse Eubanks, uh, and episode Phil- seventeen. Yeah, wow! Like a very well listened episode. Previously, um, before the most recent tally of our top ten episodes, uh, Jesse Eubanks episode seventeen reflects on social justice. That was a top ten episode for a long time. Yeah, and and it is really solid. Top ten listens, not top ten quality. I'm yeah. saying we, we've had some people with very large social media followings that have uh, came in, but yeah, no, Jesse Eubanks, he was on the top ten for forever. Yeah, and he does a ministry called Love Thy Neighborhood. He also does a podcast that is really excellent called called Love Thy Neighborhood. So um, definitely check those out. Love Love so Thy good. Neighborhood. If you're new here and like one of our other guests retweets, got you to listen to this. Go check out the Love Thy Neighborhood podcast. It's like this American life with social justice. Yeah, yeah meets like the Bible and social justice. It's amazing. Like real life stories of real people who are impacted practically by Christians who care. Philip, before we get into this first guest response, talk to us a little bit about the questions that we ask the guests and why we ask them the two questions we ask them. So we asked our guests two questions because we cover a lot of very serious. If you're a listener to the show, you know, we, we don't chase controversy at all. No, it follows us. <laughs> we are not like click chasers or yeah, yeah. Um, what Russell Moore calls conflict entrepreneurs. We're not after that clickbait. No, not at all. Genuinely. But because we, we do seek the truth. Um, we seek to understand, we seek to promote true things and accountability and things like that. If you look through our library, <laughs> there are a number of topics that are maybe not the most outwardly presenting as positive. So for these two questions, we wanted to focus uh, very explicitly positively. First question was, what is something that you're currently optimistic about? And then the second question is, who is somebody past or present? who encourages you and why. So wanted to get some, mm. and, and again, cause it's a hundred, like we're celebrating being positive, like and personally, selfishly, I just, I'm, I'm craving a little bit of extra positivity. So hearing from some yeah. of these folks, their answers, I haven't even heard all the answers. I'm excited. Cause I mean, when they first started coming in, I heard them all, but we've had a number come in just in the last two days. I haven't even been able to listen to them all. So I'm excited. Yeah. Awesome. And it's, it's super exciting just to, see what those things are and just what's encouraging people and, and just really giving optimism in this time, especially knowing the time that we're in. It's super valuable to hear those things. So right. uh, here is Jesse Eubanks with uh, his recording. Hey, this is Jesse Eubanks of Love Thy Neighborhood. Uh, okay, so question one, what's something that you're currently optimistic about? 
I am actually optimistic about uh, what I see God doing in the lives of young adults. I look around the culture, and there's so many of us that are just distraught or cynical or frustrated or just sort of confused and wandering around. And even amidst, you know, the confusion of young adulthood, I look around and I see God at work in the lives of just so many young adult Christians who are still showing up and loving their neighbors, and they're still hopeful. So while a lot of the rest of us can get very sort of pessimistic, um, I just look at these young adults and I just see hope. I see them trying to be faithful, love their neighbors, step into hard situations, follow Jesus, and uh, and it gives me a lot of hope for the future. Uh, okay, question number two, who is someone past or present who encourages you and challenges you and why? Yeah, so this week I've been thinking a lot actually about my pastor, Dr. Jamal Williams. He's the pastor of Sojourn Church Midtown in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I think that Jamal is just an incredible man. Um, he's been a great friend to me, uh, but also uh, he's a man that just models faithfulness um, amidst so many cultural pressures. You know, we our church is located in Louisville, which is the city where Breonna Taylor was shot and killed and murdered. And um, for Jamal to have led our church through conversations around that and doing it in such a nuanced and thoughtful way, uh, when there is such a temptation to jump on talking points and bandwagons, and instead for him just to uh, just gently call us back to what does it mean to be people of both justice and grace, to be people who love the gospel, but also want to see the gospel play out in culture. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I just greatly look up to Jamal. All right. Man, I love what Jesse had to say about uh, the young adults and the folks coming into the Love Thy Neighborhood ministry. Mm. I'm always encouraged, man. I, I follow him on all the different types of socials. And you see, cause, I mean, you hear on the podcast the most story-worthy stories. But, like, just to seeing the individual the college kids who are just giving their own testimonies, seeing the stuff they're involved in, I... I really, really love seeing whenever they yeah. they tell their stories about what they've learned through the program. Yeah, and I think I think it's such a good reminder about God being at work. There's so many places, even though you know there's a lot that's broken. You know, there are churches where there's good ministry happening, and so um, just just remembering that and remembering people who are submitting to the grace of God in their life and and you know, that is flowing out to other people in love and in kindness. And we hope that this show is an expression of that in some ways too, of, of our love for the church and for God and for, for the world to, um, to show in, in the things that we talk about and, and the kind of way that we approach the material. I also love to shout out for uh, his, his pastor Williams there. That was pretty dope. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I don't know what my life is going to look like and, well, like 15 years or so, but if my kid was ever interested, like I'd happily send him over to Louisville to get involved in that. Absolutely. There's, there's much value to be gained from uh, Love That Neighborhood. So if you're in Louisville or want to go to, absolutely check out Jesse Eubanks Ooh. and Love That Neighborhood. Yeah, that would be cool if we could farm some people. To, to go out there and that's I mean, the host hey jesse yeah. uh, sponsor the podcast hey. 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 send our children to you 
Yes, there you go. <laughs> hey, man, this be some life-changing experiences for sure. Um, for sure. But hey, really quickly, we want to also share our favorite episodes. We've done 100 episodes. That's still kind of wild. That's a huge milestone. And honestly, I'll go first. And really quickly, my favorite episode was really the one with Kyle Strobel. Um, mm. Kyle, Kyle Strobel very nice. first yeah. came yeah. on and talked about the way of the dragon and the way of the lamb. And personally, and I'll go real quick, um, I want to go into ministry and I have a desire for that. And that episode actually brought a level of conviction and sobriety to that pursuit to where it was like, I need to stop and make sure that my heart is proper where I want to go in the future as far as its ministry um, for for Christ. So that was an incredibly impactful episode. And that was one of my favorites. So if you have a time, go back in the back catalog and listen to that episode for sure. For sure. I mean, just to add my, I guess, two cents on that. The thing that's really cool about every time we've sat down with Kyle is that he... Oh, yeah, teaser. We got a Kyle episode upcoming here. You just feel like... It it feels like sitting down with a sage of the faith in a big way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just feels Like, he's not that old, but he wears the professor pastor hat very humbly and also very... Very well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he has a good sense of humor. He's a funny guy, but like, there's just a depth of of spiritual life to him that mm-hmm. that you literally feel just in a conversation with him. And it's yeah, it's Very crazy. So. It's a joy to to be with him. Uh, and yeah, really excited to bring more. So up next, we've got Courtney Ellis. You weren't uh, you were absent for that one, if I recall, right, Trev? That's right. Yeah, I, she uh, was a a referral from KSP, one. who um, we we kind of connected with. Yeah, she had a wealth of information, and her she book, had a really fun book. Oh my gosh! And and her conversation was absolutely just encouraging to all get out. And she's been a fun social media friend since. So here's Courtney Ellis. Hey, this is Courtney Ellis, author of Happy Now and Uncluttered. I am currently optimistic about the art that is coming out of the past few years we've all lived through. I've seen some just incredible poetry and music and textile art and painted art. I think we are all... We are all grieving different things. We've all been given different perspectives on things. And I'm so amazed at some of the work that artists, um, big and small, well-known and lesser known, are putting out after what we've all experienced collectively and individually. The artists, uh, and I include poets and writers and podcasters in that group, um, are really, really, really um, giving me optimism about uh, about the future, about the work of God in the world, and how we are gifted by God to be creators ourselves. Someone who encourages me when I am having a really rough go, there is no one who lifts my spirits like Annie Dillard, whether it's Pilgrim at Tinker Creek or An American Childhood or my favorite thing she's ever written, which is an, an essay called Total Eclipse. You can find it online. Um, she weaves in stories about the natural world and the work of God and our place 
in the universe in ways that give me such hope, um, drive me to be a better writer, a better Christian, a better person of faith, a better parent, a better friend, because she speaks the truth so beautifully. So I'm an Annie Dillard fan. Great to hear from Courtney Ellis there. And um, I know I, I kind of missed getting to interact with her on that show, which is kind of a bummer, but it's great to hear her here. And um, I, I love the sentiment of throwing podcasters in with artists. Um, I know, right? That was pretty, very generous. That sounds pretty good, but art is definitely well, we are something. Creators. That's true. We are, true. we are regular. Guys, we've created well over 100 hours of, I would like, this is trying to weekly. be as objective as I possibly can, like decently high quality content. I'd say, hopefully, I'd I would say so. I'd yeah, put us I up, like, I'm genuinely <laughs> proud of our whole catalog. Really, yeah, we, we keep the Even audio every now and then. I something will make me think of like a segment from our first twelve, and I'll go back and check it out, and I'll be cringing, getting ready to go back, and I'm like, it's not as smooth. Like we don't have everything as down, but like. <laughs> Those, those first 12 weren't bad. Episode one has come back. Thank you, listeners, and thank you, everybody, who shares the show. I think enough people have, just out of curiosity, gone back to uh, check out episode one. Episode one <laughs> has popped back up in our top ten list. That's the one we talked about, Ben, uh, ben Shapiro's uh, John MacArthur interview, right? Yeah, those two cool guys. Right? Don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two very cool, normal guys. Um, you know, another thing I like about what Corny said is kind of how it focuses on art. And like, that is something that we've kind of wanted to focus on and bring up here in the podcast. So like going back to Jesse, you he, he called us at one point to, you know, on a call oh, yeah, with us. I remember the bizarro <laughs> Theo bros, which is, is kind of interesting in a way. Like we, we definitely try to shy away from the Theo bro realm in a way, but at the same mm. time, we are guys who talk theology. So th there's a sense in which we, we, th the description is kind of apt, but one place that we are very bizarro about it is really, prizing art in humanities and like literal art we have we've had an artist on the show yeah um, we've talked to illustrators we've on the yeah, show. yeah we've had we talked to illustrators but then we've also talked to uh poets and hip-hop artists and, and we've a talked lot of to a, a verified uh uh pro art prodigy this is true. So, yeah, I just love that. Like, God works in those ways as well. Like, it's not all didactic and theologians and all this stuff, but it's artists and musicians. Yeah. And I love that. Podcasters, too. Absolutely. And, and beauty and those kinds of things, creativity, is a part of how we are to interact with creation and humanity. And so with, with conversations with Kina Aragon or Josh Thiessen, it's just been these kind of conversations that really hone in on what's important. And so we're not just throwing theology at you, but it's, it's really this understanding of all elements of life are important to God and we ought to engage into it. So it's, it's actually been super fun uh, for the Four, all the way up to 100 episodes. Trev, I'm looking at two here. I might cheat and pick two episodes for my Ooh, favorite. I might okay. pick a favorite because one of them that I was thinking, I think I might pick a favorite substantive cinema and then a favorite non because we've had a lot of substantive cinema. You know, 
You know, I'm I'm the cinephile of the, the podcast. <laughs> There's one of those I want to shout out, and I think I'm gonna I've got my non. Okay, I'll hit two. The first one, I'll hit substantive cinema. It's like if you're a movie person, you really should check those out. I also have a letterboxed uh, list of all the shows we've covered. I'll throw that in the show notes too, hopefully. But the one that I, I really, really just loved, I, I went back, I've listened to it a couple times, was our Matrix Resurrections episode with Eugene. <laughs> just because I had no expectations. I didn't want a new Matrix movie. <laughs> I only really loved the first one. At the time where 4 was announced, I was like, whatever. They're just milking this. Because like, everything's getting sequels and reboots and legacy spinoffs and all these things. So. Mm-hmm. No expectation. I saw it and I was like, do I love the Matrix 4? And then deep diving on some uh, interviews and some other podcasts, like I went back and now I'm kind of a fan of all of them. So just that was yeah. a fun journey for myself to go through. And then Trevor Trevor and I vibing so hard on the Matrix and yeah. Vince, um, Vince and Eugene it. kind of being on the other side of it. That was just a lot of fun. So that's that's my substantive cinema that I wanted to spotlight. And then the other one, um, I think I'll pick, because I mean, we've talked about favorite episodes previously and you guys can look at those. I really love the propaganda episode. Yeah. That, that brother I have listened to for well over a decade. I've seen him mature and, and have different focuses and go through different experiences and just getting to sit down and talk with a guy who I've, admired and enjoyed like that was wonderful but what he brought i I really love where he's at right now with his terraform project um terraform the people was my one of my top albums last year and that was just a wonderful conversation about the things that are the most prominent on my mind right now with like art culture honesty and justice all these things i just i love that episode of propaganda amen Absolutely. Well, then, speaking of Eugene, next up is Eugene Park. Hey, what's up? Uh, This is Eugene. I am a friend of the pod here. I also host my own pod with two other friends called Off the Pulpit. I'm a pastor in the Bay Area. Uh, I believe these guys asked me what I'm currently optimistic about. Um, I'm not much of an optimist. I'm actually a pessimist deep down inside. So as a pastor... I guess a non-churchy answer is I'm very optimistic about the Golden State Warriors. It is currently May 5th, Thursday. You know, if you're living in Memphis, I know David French is from Memphis. Uh, I don't know him personally, but, you know, that's, that's a dirty team. No, I'm just kidding. Um, optimistic about the Warriors. I'm also optimistic uh, about, on a more serious note as a pastor, uh, just about, I'm, I'm Korean-American. I'm very optimistic about the Asian-American church. I feel like we are at, uh, a boiling point, unprecedented moment, whatever you want to call it. It sounds cliche, but it is true. I, I'm, I'm a second generation uh, Christian. And on a bigger narrative, I feel like Asian Americans are finally trying to realize and get to who we are and what that means. And it doesn't mean to try and be white. It doesn't mean to try and be black. Um, but I think if, it just means trying to figure out who we are and embedding our cultural heritage. And that plays into our faith, too. So I'm optimistic about that. Another question these guys ask me is who's someone uh, who encourages me and why? Again, as a pessimist, it's hard. Um, but uh, I guess I'll give I'll give two pastoral answers. Uh, sorry, a pastoral answer and a secular answer. Um, 
Someone that's been really helpful and encouraging me in a weird way is Dallas Willard. If you don't know him, he's a pastor. Uh, he He's a philosopher. He's also not with us anymore, but I believe his approach to Christianity, to simple things like spiritual practices, is is very refreshing uh, to, to hear, especially in living. I, I'm in the Silicon Valley. I live in a very fast-paced uh busy, busy, busy environment. And uh, reading him is very refreshing because all he reminds you to do is just to slow down and be with Jesus. And that sounds cliche, but it is so true. And uh, another person that has been encouraging me recently is an author by the name of Derek Thompson. I believe he writes for The Atlantic and also The Ringer, but he is doing excellent work just kind of uh, figuring out our cultural moment uh, at the moment. So he's been really encouraging. And last but not least, I should add, there's a pastor also. Uh, sorry, I got to add a lot of pastors. There's a pastor by the name of Mark Sayers in Australia. I can say he's a good friend. I think he would be okay with that. He's a good friend of mine. And I think his approach, um, just his sociological knowledge and just him as a lead pastor is really helpful, especially for me as a pastor in the West Coast. So that's it. Uh, hope that helps whoever's listening. Um, I love these guys. It's been fun to get to know them and even um, personally meet some of them. That was Eugene Park pastor and writer and vince actually you uh you linked up with him in real life right yeah i was actually in san mateo and then i went down to palo alto to meet with uh eugene and the conversation we got coffee it was absolutely amazing and the man is full of wisdom and so i i absolutely appreciate and still hold that conversation uh to heart so shout out to eugene because man you you're solid guy Podcast so, bringing people together. Love yeah, absolutely. It. I love it. Trev, what's your favorite episode or episodes yeah. if you want to cheat like me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might cheat in a different what way. What's your favorite and... substantive cinema? Just throw Ooh. away. Oh, a uh, favorite substantive cinema would probably be the A Hidden Life. Nice. Just because it's become one of my favorite movies. Christ. I still like there are times where Sorry, I feel like since you missed that one. <laughs> y'all have to hear this. Like I will play the opening thing where we Stop. do the painter. Good. And we like condensed it down. Oh. Y'all have to y'all if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it in life and listen to our episode, or at least listen to like the opener of the episode yeah, listen to the opener because that's what that's what hooked me i'd never seen the hidden life and then you said hey just listen to this part just listen and i was absolutely mesmerized and hooked by it yeah so please okay. listen to that opener it's so so okay that's that's a little bonus and and then i'll cheat a little bit by saying one of my favorite episodes it's really hard it's like it's like picking your favorite kid you know you just you tell them all you know my favorite um no i see but you know i like to i like to pick the ones where it's the substance host doing the substance thing you know what i mean like where because the whole idea of the show is that it's going to be about things of value that we're going to have nuanced conversations we're going to talk about things in a true way that isn't as much as possible, we're trying to avoid bias, like at the same time, understanding that some of that is unavoidable. So like just mm. speaking clearly about where we're coming from. But anyway, yeah, approaching things with nuance. And I think one of the ones that we approached recently that I think continues to have value, even to some degree out, outside the church, but I think especially in the church um, mm. around some of the folks that I'm hanging out with is what we did on manipulative sermon tactics. Mm. 
So like that's okay. that's a, a really interesting episode where we got to think about a complex topic and bring some stuff at a lay level, like at a level that you don't have to go to seminary to understand what we're talking about. You can just listen and understand, but it could give you insight into the next time you're at a church. Really, yeah, mass communication in general. There was a lot any, of yeah. really good stuff in there. And, yeah. And ways that people kind of, even unintentionally, I think that was the cool thing about it too. Like, it's not just about people, you know, there's so much about disinformation and people deceiving you and all that kind of stuff out there. But this was about people subtly putting the authority on themselves, maybe without even knowing it. Mm. So how to see through that, how to, how to understand how that happens, and then even how to avoid some of that as someone who, like if you're in a place where you're trying to minister, you're trying to be someone who can, can you know, bring a lesson or bring something from the scripture. And so I think there's so much value in stuff like that and to people in so many different places. When you have a nuanced discussion, you bring a perspective on something, you're telling the truth fearlessly about mm-hmm. things because you know Christ is the truth. And like it doesn't matter that we're pulling the curtain back on, you know, some of the things that happen in the places of power in the church. Like Christ is the one who's in power. And so yeah. we don't have to be afraid of that. We don't have to be afraid Absolutely. to tell the truth about how things are. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I, I think it, there's so much value in stuff like that. And I think in some ways it represents the heartbeat of what we do at The Substance and why we call the podcast The Substance. Absolutely. And that's one thing that The Substance really embodies is this non, it, at least seeking to be this non-biased voice of truth. Because ultimately, we, we are not seeking to side with a particular group or tradition. It's ultimately saying, God is true. And mm-hmm. if that's a true and objective statement, then we are committed to truth. Mm-hmm. And so that means if there is lies and deception within the Christian tradition or within the secular tradition, we seek to identify those things because ultimately we are advocates as well as individuals who are committed to truth. Yeah. And, and that's a value add because you're not going to come here and, and, and get your uh, rhetoric from your tribe. You're not mm. going to get that from us. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not subscribed to a tribe unless that tribe is Christ. Yeah. One thing that's really interesting about that is when most, most of the time when you hear that out in the world, people talk about, oh, we're about the truth. It comes from a place that's very typically closed-minded and adverse oh. to questions and mm-hmm. exploration. Oh, 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 boy. The people who I hear that from, yeah, have no yeah. interest in critical thinking. And so I think a lot of times, like, if you were a listener and you heard Vince saying that right now and you felt like, oh, I don't know, then about these guys, they're all about truth. Like, know this, that, like, for us the very fact that we're about truth means that we're open to perspectives mm-hmm. and like we're open to, to listening to people. Like you can look around oh, at people on, that we've had on the this podcast. Day and age. That is true. And like, we've got, oh, but we do it in nice an interesting variety. way. I think we do it in an interesting way, Phil, because like we're like, we, we've at fundamentally at the end of the day, we believe the Bible and we believe the Bible is true. Correct. And, and we believe that it has knowable truth. And like, Correct. Just those things alone typically don't go along with 
folks who are also willing to listen to folks mm, and, true. and engage with folks who are outside their traditions and have non-Christians on their show and have people who are deconstructing on their show and have people, you know, and, and talk through or even people. care about social justice. Really? I mean, mm. yeah, if you want to set the bar real low, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so I think that's, you know, that's why we call the substance because, um, we're, we're, Yes, we stand in some sense, like like Vince is saying, legitimately, we stand on the word of God, but we don't pretend like we've got that all figured out in a way. Right. We are not that, perfect that, individuals, that but... we can't listen to other folks, you know, yeah. because we know we need to explore our own biases Very because we so. know ways in our own lives, our own biases that we thought were truth kept us from the truth. I mean, in different like, ways. If we say God is inexhaustible, yet I've got it down. Like, yeah. that's just such, such like when you think about it, that's just a, such a yeah. foolish, prideful position yeah. to have. The yeah. point where you get to saying, "I am done thinking about this thing," then it's like mm. you've abandoned the understanding of who God is. Uh, Vince, before we get to our next guest, just throw away here. What was what was your favorite substantive cinema recording experience? Don't want to leave you out of that. So yeah, my favorite substantive cinema actually was when we first had Eugene Park on with Get Ooh, Out. Nice. I think mm, the, that's a good the one. Aspects Great movie. and the Great discussion. The, the visions that he brought, as well as just the conversation itself, was absolutely just on point and i really appreciate that conversation so um if you guys have the time go back to uh episode 62 substantive cinema get out with eugene park that is absolutely gold and he didn't jesus juke it but like talking about a minority's experience in like a white evangelical church and tying it to that movie i was like that's that's pretty good yeah he did absolutely phenomenal that's a great episode yeah that was it was a convicting one all right, guys, and up next for you, we have Corey Nathan. Uh, you'll remember him from one of our uh, recent episodes. He's the uh, podcast host for Talking Politics and Religion Without Killing Each Other and had some really awesome uh, conversation with us around uh, his Jewish upbringing and coming to the faith. And anyway, you can check out that episode in the back catalog. Here's Corey Nathan. Hey, this is Corey Nathan with Talking Politics and Religion Without Killing Each Other. And I was so grateful to be on the Substance Pod. And uh, I'm encouraged by the Substance Pod. I'm, I'm encouraged by the work that y'all are doing on the Substance Pod. I'm encouraged by other content creators like the, the fellas who are, who are producing this stuff because we're having more nuanced conversations. I think, I think that folks who are having the nuanced conversations, the folks that aren't just like really like extreme this way or extreme that way, they're the ones who are the silenced majority that I think speak for the rest of us. But there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. There's, there's the independent media platforms like Substance, and there's, there's others who have a little bit of a bigger audience, like say the Dispatch or Politicology or any number of other places that I think are just doing great work. And that's what I am encouraged by. And I was so grateful to get to know the fellas uh, on, on the Substance Pod. And, and um, yeah, so I, I just, I'm looking forward to 
this coming year and the year after that. And I, I just think the folks who are interested in nuance, the folks who are interested in having conversations across our, our differences and appreciating each other across our differences and celebrating each other across our differences um, and understanding the nuances of any given situation, that's, that's, that's where we're at. And uh, the extremists and the folks who are, you know, just all about hyperbole, you know, they, they got enough of the airwaves, and we, we forget about that. But we, we can focus on the folks who are finding common ground and uh, finding more nuance and finding more beauty uh, amidst our plurality while we are still sticking to that which we believe. So this is all encouraging to me. And, and again, this, I'm, I'm Corey. I'm just one, one particular dude, uh, Corey Nathan, and I do talk politics and religion without killing each other. PPNR pod on all the socials and politics and religion dot us politics and religion dot us and uh, yeah hope to connect with y'all soon. Man, Corey giving us uh giving us our flowers, man. Man, like, was, uh, this is nice. We should we should make a hundred episodes of a thing more often. Just kidding. <laughs> this yeah. is a lot of work. This right, is man. amazing. I love doing this. This is a lot of work. Yeah. But Thanks, no. man. Yeah, I super appreciate it. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love this call out there on the independent platforms that are bringing nuance. Yes. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's everything we were just talking about. Like, it's you, so many of these conversations, I think about just the political conversation that's going on right now. And like, so many of the takes are pre canned. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. You already know what the take is going to be. It's just all one thing or all another thing. And there's so mm-hmm. few voices out there, Lee. And like, actually, it's kind of, these two things at once. I used to say Philip was like, we're going to walk in the middle of a fight of two different people and like, you know, basically call them both out. And then we're going to start getting beat up by both, both sides. That's what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, and not that we are the arbiters of truth or whatever, but like, it's, I don't know, our, our, our culture, our political talking heads have kind of weaponized a number of things. Like it's, it's really hard to have, substantive tmtm uh conversations on these things yeah yeah so moving on we want to do uh what have we learned guys what have we learned in 100 episodes of podcasting trevor's learned how to make a podcast i mean i've learned i've learned how much philip sniffles uh in an hour (laughs) um i can almost quantify that for you um (laughs) Uh, that's that's true (laughs) but yeah i mean we've learned about audio stuff but i think we've also learned a lot about the faith about listening to people um yeah i i've learned about prayer from kyle i feel like i've learned a lot about um ministry and life from like kyle um Mm. and and learn things from these other guests so um yeah i think those are Maybe a shotgun of things that I've learned. Yeah. What have I learned? Yeah. And I've honestly, I've learned how, you know, on the BTS side of content creating and, and the design of, of certain graphics in the website, that's been challenging, but also fun. And so that's been, that's been awesome. Um, from the content that we've had, honestly, I've, I've overall have learned there are people out here that love Christ 
And in loving Christ, it's not always what a particular party or group or tribe says, this is how you love Christ. And seeing that dynamic of the nuance and people understanding like, hey, Christ sometimes exists in the gray and in the middle, and we still ought to serve him there. That's something that I don't think I would have learned being outside of the content that we do with with the substance because you know culture's telling us it's either this or it's that and there is no middle and and the substance has definitely taught taught me and shown me and I've learned that that is it's it's not that black and white and I've been appreciative of that of that lesson. Mm, that's good. Phil, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a guess in here and then we can hear uh from you about what you have learned. But let's hear from Alexis Busetti, internet friend of mine. Yeah, uh, po- I met her on some podcasting stuff. She's got a wonderful podcast. Very, she is exclusively guest based mm-hmm. every week. She's got a great guest, and almost all the time, she reads like an entire book. Yeah, she's a beast. While being a mom and a student and engaged in ministry, don't get I it. I truly don't know how she, she does it. Wonderful show. You guys should all subscribe to. That makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. So here's Alexis. My name is Alexis Busetti, and I am the host of That Makes Total Sense podcast. And I had the pleasure of being a guest on The Substance Pod. I believe it was episode 72, reflecting on podcasting and restorative justice. So one of the things that I'm so optimistic about right now is that the Christian community around me is asking really tough questions. But I'll say this, I think we've I think we have always asked difficult questions in the Christian community. But what I'm seeing right now that I'm so optimistic about is that we're asking those questions in the context of community and in the context of spiritual formation. And what I mean by that is I'm contrasting that with some of my own upbringing where discipleship in the American evangelical church that I grew up in was really focused on um, having the right answers intellectualism, what is happening inside of our heads, what's happening inside of our thoughts. And I am so ecstatic to hear people reflecting on their feelings, on um, the emotions of other people, on the experiences of of themselves and of other people, and that we're just embracing um, new ways to know ourselves and God and others. And so it makes me really just thrilled to think about the future of um, of Christianity and the communities around me and um, what that might look like for our future and spiritual formation. Um, thinking along those lines, some of the people that have inspired me, I've been feeling a little nostalgic lately for each of my four grandparents who um, the, the most recent one who passed away was hasn't hasn't even been two years ago now, or I guess it's been just a bit over two years. And I just think about how each of them really just seemed to know who they were and that they were so generous with themselves. Each of them poured themselves out in ways that were so special. And as I reflect on my life, like so much of who I am is because of their generosity in giving me themselves. Um, I think particularly of, of my grandma Joy, who passed away most recently, and 
with tears in her eyes when she was in her last few years of life. My grandmother telling me of times that she had had with the Lord, just him continuing to shape and form her in her late years when she had been a Christian for, you know, 60 plus years, just still having those experiences where she was hearing from the Lord and she was responding to his call. And um, that is so inspiring for me. I want to be that kind of woman. I want to be that kind of Christian. I want to be that kind of a friend and mother and hopefully grandmother someday. Um, I want to be that kind of woman. So thanks, guys, so much for the opportunity to answer these questions. Thanks for celebrating um, people and and what we're optimistic about and, and what we're inspired by. And thank you for inspiring us. I very much resonate with some of the things Alexis says just as far as um, listening to others, uh, talking about each other's experience and kind of coming together. This is a, I, I guess it's a, an old cliche and it's not, some, it's not like, oh, I've learned this. Like this was a thing that I was ignorant of and a hundred episodes of the substance taught me this, but really experientially just seeing this true over and over and over again, we've got, we've had over 40 guests on the show from a wide variety of, of backgrounds and educations mm. and current practices. We've, like Trevor said, we've had some people who are not saved. We have some people who are uh, deep into the deconstruction. We have some people who are artists. We have some people who probably think that like art's a waste of time and all these mm. things. I, I really see personally that like, actually like we are, we are a lot more alike than we are different, especially when mm. we're trying to seek after God. And to honor him. And that's that's not a trite thing. Like you can say that and not think about it, but like that's a real thing, and that's encouraging, especially as we we are living through a divisive time. Like there are people who are profiting and who are seeking to benefit from putting people at each other's throats, things like that. But really, like when we sit down with somebody, like at the same table. Like we really do have a lot in common when we humble ourselves to to substantively and truly engage with one another. There's a lot of good that, like, frankly, if we approach it humbly, it's not that hard to get to some really, really wonderful stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Some good lessons that we've learned while we're on the show, for sure. And hopefully you all who are listening with us got to enjoy some of that as well. Mm-hmm. Next up, who we got next, Trev? Friend of the show, Mitch Wiley, and my um, buddy Mitch. Who, uh, yeah, yeah we we've become a little bit. I've talked on the show before how I have a, um, a remote movie nights with some of my homies from Florida. Nice. Um, I haven't quite done that with Mitch, but Mitch and I text regularly about the movies we're watching. So I don't really have a ton of those, as many of those as I'd like, like true cinephile friends in my life. So. Glad we connected with Mitch here. <laughs> awesome. Here's Mitch. Hey, this is Mitch Wiley, and I am a hospice chaplain from Louisville, Kentucky, and a film lover, inspiring film critic of sorts, who uh, been on a couple times to discuss some substance in cinema. Uh, to the question, what is something I'm currently optimistic about? This is obviously this is a a difficult question these days. It seems like the the spirit of our age is one of cynicism and pessimism and um i i am optimistic about 
certain technological medical things. I think medical technology in general I'm optimistic about. Um, cars, self-driving cars, electric cars. But my answer is going to be art and storytelling, specifically Christian art, Christian storytelling. I've been slowly reading through Art Plus Faith by the great Christian artist Makoto Fujimura, um, as well as Cameron Anderson's book, The Faithful Artist. And those are both really wonderful visions for how Christians can make and engage with good art that's, whether that's, you know, visual storytelling like film and paintings and, you know, the art of poetry and prose and music. I'm I'm just very optimistic about the church pivoting to art and storytelling as a way to share our hope of Jesus and to mirror the creator and being able to hear from different types of Christians, whether that's people of different races, ethnicities, countries, perspectives. I think it's one of the best results of social media and the Internet, places like YouTube and Spotify and things like that, is hearing from so many different artists and people and types of people. And I believe that, that in our time we need art more than ever and that that is something that Christians can offer, you know, as, as truth, beauty, and goodness, the transcendentals. And I recently read um, a apologetics book, Why God Doesn't Make Sense in a World That Doesn't, by Gavin Ortlund is what it's called. And he asserts that, that beauty and storytelling are the new apologetics in our world today. They're really not new. They're, they've been, this has been a, an apologetic of the church for a long time. And uh, people are often very persuaded by good music and good stories, uh, which is certainly an idea that Lewis and Tolkien would, would shout amen to. And I think that art and storytelling that reflects truth, goodness, and beauty is a great apologetic for the Christian faith and the beauty of the global church. And I'm very optimistic about the global church in general, um, our brothers and sisters in Asia and Africa specifically. Um, but as a film guy, I can't, you know, not point to a couple of recent um, really good artful films about faith and religion that I think you guys have, have done a couple episodes on anyway, but that would be um, Martin Scorsese's Silence, Paul Schrader's First Reformed, and Terrence Malick's The Hidden Life. Those are all really good visions of thoughtful theological films that kind of avoid the the didactic black and whites that so many faith-based films of recent decades have been plagued by. Someone that encourages me and why, two of my friends and I have been reading through Justo Gonzalez's two-volume church history overview, um, The Story of Christianity, which is a great introduction to church history. And, and I think that it has helped me understand our heritage and past saints and specifically the Christians in the first two centuries. These are men and women who did not have the privileges that we have as in the democratic West. And, you know, they were thought to be cannibals because of the Eucharist and incestuous because they called one another brother and sister. And they were quite literally thrown to the lions because of their love. And the way that they endured that with dignity, grace and and courage and honor, I think that's a reminder to me that no matter what may come in the future, uh, we have a faith heritage of those who have gone before us and they've fought the good fight. They finished the race, and specifically one being Justin Martyr, who used preaching and writing to engage with the philosophy of his day. And and again, truth, beauty, and goodness. Man, I love what Mitch has to say about church history. Yeah, you know, he he echoed a lot of the comments as well that we've already talked about with art and artists being encouraging. But I love him calling out Huso Gonzalez uh, and his history of the Christian Church. And I think, man, there's so many times when we're thinking through an issue. And referencing church history seems, you know what I mean, is, is such a good anchor point. Mm-hmm. We absolutely need to understand the, the men and, and just individuals who have engaged in the word of God and the study of God in a way 
that we might not be able to because they had a lot less distractions. They didn't have Netflix or HBO or Hulu. <laughs> and you know, what I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's That's a true. lot of distractions that we have that hinder us from being able to engage. They had a finite amount of content to engage and with back I think in the it's day. foolish for us to think that because we are more technologically advanced, that they were more primitive than us. Mm. And I would say they are more studious than us. Mm. And so we ought to bring a high value in church history and the individuals who took the time and days and months and weeks to study the things of the word of God. And it's also a very common thought, but I mean, you just think about it. Like it's, it really helps demystify a lot of the things that seem so complex and overwhelming now. Absolutely. Like Ecclesiastes, like there truly is nothing new under the sun. Absolutely. Like the heart of all of these previous controversies and councils and just lives of ministers, all these things, like these are the same things. Amen. They're the exact same things. Absolutely. And not to minimize them or us uh, but yeah it's it's of extreme value okay i'm gonna try to think of some other because i mean i've got a lot of memories being the guy who does a lot of the um or almost all of the um guest relation and promo like there's a mm-hmm. lot of cool stuff that's happened but sure. one of my favorite things it's in my memory because it was so great but also my three and a half year old son ezra loves this like literally tonight at dinner time out of nowhere he's like daddy can you play the substance where he says philip you stinker um and that was from tim whitaker yeah the bonus question we asked with tim where he told the wonderful story about getting pulled over by the police so listeners go check that episode out um sometimes if you're if you're new to the show if you haven't listened to it we've started doing this i don't know maybe in the last 20 or so episodes um, and we have varying degrees of success, but I've started reaching out to friends, family, associates of the guests and just trying to get a fun question towards the end to not do like a gotcha or embarrass them, but just kind of throw them a curveball at the end. And we had Tim Whitaker on from the new evangelicals. It's a very interesting platform. A lot of people trying to go through process trauma and really try to figure out where they are spiritually and move forward. Mm. Um, his wife gave us a wonderful, I won't even lay the whole thing out, yeah, but his the best question ever. reaction to yeah, hearing the question out loud, like his brain just kind of like short circuited for a second. He's like, what? Like, <laughs> who told who you, did that? you get that from? <laughs> oh, yeah. And my, my son That's will every now moment. and then just be like, I want to listen to that part again, daddy. Yeah. That so, was so fun to edit too. I'm that like, was a wonderful such a memory. Good moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was one of my favorite, like, as we were recording, I'm like, this is a Hall of Fame substance moment. Absolutely. There have been a few different milestones of this. There have been a number of packages that I've received at my house, or Trevor used to receive at your house, where it's just like, mm-hmm. ship to the substance podcast, like Banner <laughs> Truth, Crossway, like Multnomah, like places that like, I, I highly, I think we all we highly um, um, esteem um, mm-hmm. Christian book publishing and just books and literature and quality writing and having these people send them to us for like, hey, send this out there to your audience. Like, 
that will never get old. I mean, it might get old. Like my wife is like, Hey, we can't keep all this. I was like, I know, <laughs> but, uh, I, I just love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite, um, memories. So in doing our episode with Carl Strobel in the way of the dragon, the way of the lamb, I actually wanted to, you know, Hey, I'm pursuing ministry. And after that conversation, I was like, Hey, put the pause on it and really assess your heart. And Kyle was able to generously contribute his time to actually have a phone conversation with me and, and like actually assess, Hey, where's your heart? What are you pursuing? And here is the advice that I would give you as a person who's pursuing ministry as a full-time gig. And that is invaluable to me. And I'm, I am just, that's one of my favorite memories. It happened obviously off air, but it was just one of the things where it's like, he cared enough to be able to have that conversation with me. And I, I think I'll, I will hold that until the end of my day. So Mm. that's one of my absolute favorite memories is just the, the generosity and the compassion and humbleness of Kyle Strobel, um, even off, off the air. Yeah. The relationships have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And I think that like, that's, you know, when I think of memories, the categories of memories that come up to my mind are like the behind the scenes stuff with you guys, like making the podcast for one, like Philip, I remember sitting down with the notes app and just like running through stupid show titles and like, yeah trying out a whole bunch of things and throwing spaghetti at the wall until we found stuff that worked <laughs> and like just doing that hard mental work to try to get good stuff getting the or when line we sat down impressed. at that coffee shop in kansas city where we were um yeah where we worked out biblical thoughtful human engaging the culture without the culture war yep yes i remember that that was that was super dope or like vince hanging out and like Working in Garage Band on the theme music. Oh, yeah, yeah, when we were in our relaunch stage. Okay, yeah. bro. That was Memories? Fun. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, check out our special announcement episode between 12 and 13. It's a, a hard listen. I loved the substance. I loved the substance very much. When we were... Canceled? When, yeah. <laughs> when we were basically forced to put... An indefinite pause on it by our previous uh, uh, leadership. Like, yep. that didn't feel Muscle great. Up for them too. Muscle up yeah, for them, too. for sure. Yeah. Um, that didn't feel awesome for a number of reasons. And I think Trevor expected me to push back on it hard, but I was like, no, like, I mean, I want to work through this. I want to yeah. talk to them, want to be respectful. I'd love yeah. to win them over. Like, I still yeah. kind of saw it as like, the, the power dynamics were pretty jacked up, but like we were trying to like honor them. I was like, we're going, we're not going to be like, no, we're doing it anyway. It's like, yeah, no, like no. we need to stop this for now. Let's figure it out. But um, when it became clear that it wasn't like, let's slow this down and figure it out. It's like, we just stop. We want you guys to stop and be, be quiet and be happy with that. Um, I was like, okay. And then when Trevor came to me, I feel like Trevor probably thought that I was going to be the one bugging him to be like, Let's do it. Let's start again. Let's start again. I was like, okay, like it's just done for now. Like Mm -hmm. I I imagine and hope that it'll come back one day. But when I got that call from Trevor going, Hey, like after we had both left that church, he's like, Hey, I've been thinking about it. 
you want to start doing well, it again? So, yeah. Yes, let's do it, man. Middle that was the, great. That was great. COVID, you know, it was a really opportune time. Like we, you know, I think it was good Which for us. us. Also get so many guests. Yeah. I yeah. think COVID helped us land some very big guests. Yeah. And in it that was initial a good run. time to reflect. It was a good time to talk about that stuff. It was a good time to be getting substance out into the world. I think people needed that too. Like some yeah. of the initial emails yeah. we got from people thanking us for the stuff we were putting out, like people were even yeah. more disconnected than they are typically. Yeah. Mm. So, but yeah, I think it's just those moments. Like I even think about us working out some of the hard stuff on the website, you know, like trying to figure it out, trying to get it all like <sighs> stuff. Still stuff doing that hasn't, <laughs> here yeah. and there. And stuff hasn't always been, it hasn't been easy, but we've worked through it and we've grown in our relationships together as we've kind of worked through stuff and learned more about each other. Yeah. To me, like that's I think valuable. of like the memories of the podcast. That's that's what sticks with me. Absolutely. So uh, our next guest segment here. This is Eric Nevins. He's the founder of the Christian Podcasters Association. Somebody who's given me and us plenty of support. Um, he was actually, if you've been um, with us for a while on social media, he was the reason we were featured last year. In like mm-hmm. April or June in podcast magazine, yeah. um, we were shouted out as the um, uh, the spirituality podcast of the month. That was he advocated for us on that, so that was pretty cool. He's a wonderful yeah. guy. He's got his own show it's called like, Halfway There. It was my phenomenal dad's show. Favorite episode. One of my dad's favorite episodes was with Eric Nevins. Yeah. yeah, check that out. And that's on yeah. that's on thesubstancepod.com, So go check it out. There you go. That was a great show. Here's Eric. This is Eric Nevins of Halfway There and Christian Podcasters Association. And uh, I've been podcasting for six or seven years, and I, I love to support the guys at The Substance where, however I can. Uh, something I'm currently optimistic about is the way that, that even though the world feels a little bit uh, weird and there's a lot going on that feels out of control, uh, the reality is uh, it's never been more possible to connect. We feel more sometimes uh, disconnected and disjointed, particularly in the United States. But when you look at all of the all the ways that we can connect, uh, like podcasting, like new media, uh, used well, social media, can you can do that as well. And uh, I actually think if we have the mind for it, if we have the imagination for it, connection has never been more possible or more um, likely even than uh, it is today. And I think that's a really positive thing. And I love the direction that it's going uh, as we look into Web3. There's a lot of ways to be scared about that, but also use a little imagination, squint a little bit, and it could be really, really cool for connection. So that's that's something that I'm optimistic about, uh, particularly uh, one, one other piece to that. Uh, when we think about how you can share the gospel uh, around the world, uh, it's going to be a really exciting time. So that's great. Uh, question two. So who is uh, somebody who encourages me and why? Past or present? So I think I really uh, have done a, a fairly deep dive study on the founders of the United States and every U- United States president from Washington to Jackson. and even without just picking one of those guys, they're, they're all inspirational in their, in their own way. What's interesting about each of them is they were all very, very flawed, but they were also all very, very inspirational. 
And uh, I think what that proves is that you can be yourself. You can be who you are, uh, warts and all, faults and all, and still accomplish great things. You don't have to be perfect. And I think one, one of the things that I particularly get stuck on is feeling like I have to have it all together before I can take a step, take the next step. Um, you know, but you can look at somebody like, let's just look at George Washington, for instance. Uh, he did some great things, obviously, like he had never, no one had ever won a war and then laid down power, but George Washington did that. And then he was elected president, could have been president as long as he wanted. And he laid it down. He's and he walked away from that. And that's admirable. Uh, certainly unique in the course of history. Uh, and yet he also owned slaves and he did things like rotated slaves in and out of Philadelphia so that they wouldn't be able to declare freedom. And that's sad. That gives me hope though, because it means that I don't have to be perfect, right? Like you can be who you are, warts and all, and still make your mark. Yeah. So that was Eric. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of this new media landscape. Yeah. Um, it's a challenge. It's exciting. Um, and we really hope to be of value here. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, Eric. Awesome. Finally, before we get to some bonus guests that we, you know, some of these are going to be surprise here at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we don't even fully know everybody. We're um, still waiting on a few. Yeah. We're going to wait on a few, but <laughs> there might be a little... think about that. I think it's, it's good. We can go ahead and think about, uh, think about the future. What, what do you guys want? For the future of the substance, for the next see? hundred episodes, episode, the next hundred. Yeah, for, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. For the next hundred episodes, man, I just hope that we can get more listener engagement because, you know, especially for our topic toss-ups, listener-based content is yeah, great. We love it. Like, if 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 there's any thought in your mind that the Substance Podcast wouldn't really care about it dispel that from your mind we want to know any individuals following us on facebook on instagram on our anchor if you think that there's a subject that we ought to talk about we are more than willing to to research that and seek to talk about it because we absolutely just love the 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 audience engagement and so that's yeah. a, it's a huge thing that i would want to see in the future is just you guys you guys help us continue so if you want us to see us continue absolutely 100 percent. let us know what you're you're thinking and what you like us to cover yeah i think that engagement is so key i think another thing as far as what i'm thinking in the future the next 100 episodes is finding ways of getting more of us in there too like more more substance into things putting more research just finding ways to continue bringing high quality material i know we're we're all super busy we can do a series yeah. we've talked for a while about doing yeah. like three or four episodes and i mean so we've kind of done that like you can i i guess bank some of our justice episodes together but be like yeah. okay i'd love to do like we're gonna do two to four episodes specifically maybe not all together maybe interspersed them with other episodes yeah, yeah. so it's not like a month straight or two months straight of like one topic yeah but mm. um i think that would be pretty cool to do yeah and i think um you know more to come on this in the future but we're trying we're figuring out ways as as um we're busy folks to yeah, busy independent find, creators yeah. 
yeah, find ways to continue and and find even to even increase our ability to bring good research, deep level research, nuanced thought, and substantive conversations to you guys. So stay tuned. For, I mean, if anybody more in, in the future, if anybody listening is a uh, a believing, faithful person who's an eccentric millionaire who loves podcasts, you you can exclusively be our patron if you'd like us to just crank out <laughs> these things at a at a wild level. But these things really do take time, and we are going to try to maybe uh, figure out something to where we can um, really put as much effort as we want to in some of these deeper topics. Yeah, and we love what we do. And so uh, we are also very busy guys. So we just ask that you be gracious to us. You be patient with us and continue engaging with us. Also, I'd say moving forward, a couple of things like goals for the future. Definitely have Brett back for more Terrence Malick. <laughs> Always. Ma- make Trevor watch more Terrence Always, Malick. Yeah. Um, Always. Would love to get Esau McCauley. He got, he's got that new kids book out. So maybe we can rope him in for that. Uh, maybe knock out some more of our um, our dream dreamless guests. Dreamless, yeah. Yes, yeah. More of our dreamless guests. And for me personally, I'll just put this out there. I've told a number. I've told Jesse. I've told Rommel and Kina, and I've told a few of the other folks. Um, I'd love to have the substance, um, whether it's myself, Trevor, Orphans. I'd love to have the substance podcast be on the back of a book endorsement. Hey, hit us right. up, IVP, awesome. wow. Crossway. You send us enough books, we talk about your books, throw us on. And it doesn't even have to be on the back. Put us in the open flap. There you go. Honestly, I just want to be able to interview Molly Music. I love that guy. (laughs) Hopefully we can get a reconstruction person. I really would love to have somebody who's an expert in the reconstruction period come on. That'd be dope. Awesome. Well, here are some more bonus surprise. We didn't even know. Probably. Really do dope. We have, do we have at least one of these? Really dope guess. Yeah, I think we'll have at least one of these. Okay. One, two, fifteen, four, five. Who knows? Perhaps. Who knows? Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Josh Thiessen. So, uh, first question: uh, What's something you're currently optimistic about? Uh, for me, one thing I'm really encouraged by is just seeing the younger generation, and this isn't to disparage against older generations, but I see among younger people a real desire to have a more holistic expression of faith, and so I'm just really encouraged by young people who want to participate in caring for the environment or caring for our own bodies through natural wellness, natural health, and also just a real desire to transcend a lot of the political polarization that's happening in our society. And, you know, unfortunately, in the past, oftentimes what happened is that, you know, Christians, because they weren't uh, secular, they would polarize in areas like the arts. And so they would uh, retreat from the cultural sphere. And so I just see young people wanting to engage the arts. And I see just the church in North America more and more wanting to pursue excellence in this area. And so this is what's really giving me hope right now. And also that we're not falling for some of the uh, 
political ideologies of her day. Um, a teacher that has really inspired me is, is John Mark Comer, and he talks a lot about these spiritually forming practices that we need to incorporate in our lives. And I just really see the arts or embodied living in general as being uh, a really encouraging theme that uh, I see happening in my generation as a, a younger person. So someone who has really encouraged me these days is uh, my colleague Terry Glaspie. He's the author of the book 75 Masterpieces Every Christian Should Know and also Discovering God Through the Arts. And what I really love about Terry is that he has such a uh, appreciation and wealth of knowledge for art history, and he highlights the stories of people like Caspar uh, David Friedrich, who was this 19th century German romanticist painter who just uh, went through uh, terrible atrocities and losses and grief, um, watching his own brother drown at a young age and multiple family members die, and yet his faith was what uh, sustained him um, through these kind of existential crises that he then painted uh, about in his haunting landscapes. And uh, Glassby also tells a story of artists like Vincent van Gogh, um, who also wrestled with his faith. And I think it's really important because in the 21st century, that we're living in, uh, we of course have, have our own uh, battles that, that we're facing these days, and especially for artists uh, of faith, we need these uh, stories of artists from the past who also uh, wrestled with their faith in the times that they were living in. And so I really would recommend uh, uh, checking out uh, Terry's books. He is uh, just a persuasive and winsome writer. Hey, Substance Podcast, guys. This is Hannah Chow from the Solo Network. Something I've been really optimistic about recently is actually TikTok. I tried to resist uh, the poll to get on it, but once I did, um, I slowly started dipping my toes into it, and now I really am optimistic about how this tool can be used. And I know there's the fear of disinformation, and there is uh, a lot of weirdness out there, but I do think it's such a great tool that can be used to connect people and to show joy and show life and creativity and creation care and all these things. Um, I love sharing videos with my husband, with my kids. I show them funny cat videos, but even uh, things about nature um, that they wouldn't see, um, flowers and hiking and um, all these things. And so, yeah, um, it's just another tool that we can use to show our kids uh, this world, and I'm, that's something that makes me optimistic. So someone who really encourages and challenges me is um, the guy who uh, runs Humans of New York. His name is Brandon. I don't remember his last name. Brandon something. But, um, yeah, I uh, he's practically the only reason why I go on Facebook anymore, that and for random um, happy birthdays and Facebook messages. But um, I absolutely love the beautiful storytelling that he does um, on his website where he really finds these uh, stories that are so poignant, that are so compassionate and so eye-opening. I think that's something that the church can really learn from, where do where we try to find out these stories that are real, that are important, and yet are often hidden. Um, stories not just of joy, but of pain, grief, loss, regret. These are emotions that are found all throughout the Psalms, all throughout the Bible, and yet 
So often at church, we can overlook the lives of individual people. We don't stop to celebrate. We don't stop to mourn. We don't stop to hold people, um, to think about them and to care about them. Um, so, yeah, I think that's something that really encourages me and challenges me to do. When I meet people, am I really looking for their story? Are our churches um, seeking out people who maybe are afraid, um, and yet, but we can bring them out with the love and light of Christ? So that's something that's been encouraging me. And that was some guests, we hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. That's Saying great. some good stuff, we imagine. Yeah. <laughs> We're sure that they said some very good things that, that are very encouraging and yes. optimistic. There you go. Absolutely. And hopefully this has been an encouraging episode for you. I don't know if we need to do fill the whole outro here. I mean, people have heard our stuff, um, but substancepod.com. Boom. You're the voicemail. And I will say a plug. If you love the substance, if you value it, um, anchor link in the show notes, we don't do Patreon. It's the same thing, but anchor is who we do it through five or $10 a month or, Hey, since we're at 100, you don't need to. We had one person once give us 100 bucks. That was dope. Hey. Um, but if you want to throw us a couple of bucks, five, 10 bucks for hitting episode 100, you can do that uh, individually at Cash App at dollar sign the substance pod. And we thank each and every one of you that uh, supports the show that way. Absolutely. Two biggest things you can visit at the substancepod.com. One is our episodes page you can absolutely leave your comments let us know what you think about the this episode or want to just celebrate with us that we hit a hundred episodes please just let us know what you thought about it and even thoughts about the future of episodes that you would like us to cover the second thing is the blessed playlist Word. we have plenty of songs and episodes that you guys can enjoy things that we've liked things Splish that we've shouted warning. out mm-hmm. Splish flash warning it's at the top of the page so you'll know but if you're if you know go go at it at your own conscience but we have plenty of things that you guys can listen to that would be awesome so visit thesubstancepod.com. I'm still waiting for the page to literally say splish splash warning with like a water emoji or something, but it's not um, a water splish emoji, splash. but it's theirs. It does uh, say splish splash right yeah, now. Yeah, we don't want to necessarily get into those connotations, perhaps. <laughs> 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 well, you know, uh, we, Trevor's we the love <laughs> I've seen some people use some very questionable emojis like in official capacity and it's like they don't understand emojis (laughs) i might not understand emojis but i i do understand voicemails and if you're with me you can leave one at 913-703-3883 y'all this has been a hundred episodes one hundred hundred share it with your friends join us for the next one hundred Share it with your enemies. Why not? Share Love your enemies. Love and give them. them the substance. By sharing them the substance, yes. I have been your host, Philip. And I, Trevor. And I'm Vincent. Seeing you saying seeing seeing you next time. Saying <laughs> saying that we're seeing you. Saying that we're seeing you. Seeing that we're saying. Uh <laughs> we'll we'll see y'all next time. Are you gonna actually say the first part correctly? Saying we'll see you next time. On the substance. We gone.
referencing church history seems, you know what I mean, is is such a good anchor point. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing favorite moments. I have you, one. You guys that... had no comments about church history. Oh, sorry. We need to sprint through this. And I was like, all right, good segment, Trev. You're like, <laughs> you guys care about this? <laughs> this is this is this is hi hi you're listening to the end of the episode i concur i concur we got like, i agree we got a lot more guests to play and other stuff to do and you're like minute show and i was like oh we, got like, we don't that, have but... time for history all right anyway um no, completely agree <laughs> so sorry Trev, I wasn't trying to run past it. I was trying to honor your your wishes for brevity here. <laughs> I, know. I can't I can't win because I just want you guys to like maybe riff for like three seconds and you look at like both talk for like ten it's anyway. History good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, history. <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh, That's all dude. That is on point. Thank you, Philip. <laughs> no, I haven't uh, learned that uh, this week at all. 